What's up, Lions of Liberty fans? You can now support this show on Patreon and get exclusive access to bonus audio and video content, including Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, bonus segments with guests, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, welcome back to another edition of Felony Friday, a weekly show right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Felony Friday, it's one of three shows we have here on Lions of Liberty, the OG Variety podcast. There are a lot of libertarian, maybe not a lot, I don't know how many there are. There's a few libertarian variety show podcasts out there. We're the fir- we were the first one. We were the original. We were the trailblazers. Everyone else is a follower. We are still the best. And what makes us a variety show is having more than one show. So one show is Felony Friday, this show right here. A second show is our Monday program, our flagship program, our longest running program, hosted by Mark Clare, your shining beacon of liberty interviewing leaders in the libertarian movement. On Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land hosted by Brian McWilliams. It's your weekly punch to the mouth of culture, comedy, and liberty. And be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And also, it helps us. Helps the algorithm. Helps us reach more people. I don't know how it works, but if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a comment and a review and all that stuff, for some reason, they put our podcast in front of more people when they search for liberty or they search for politics, I don't know, or criminal justice reform. It comes up. So do that. It helps us. Thank you. Today's show is super, super important. And I don't want to beat around the bush. I want to get right to it. Um, my guest today, we're going to be talking about the Schaefer Cox case. Jordan Page has written a song about the Schaefer Cox case, and he's on today's show along with Angela Clements. And we're going to be talking about that song, going to be talking about some updates in the case. We're also going to review uh, the case for those who are not familiar with it. I'll also link to uh, my previous episode um, where I talked about this case. That was episode 160. Uh, the show notes, this show notes page is going to have a lot of stuff on it. We're going to link to where you can buy the uh, the song, which will then contribute to the Schaefer's Angels. That's uh, the Legal Defense Fund for Schaefer Cox. And you can find the show notes page at lionsofliberty.com slash FF167. This episode will be run entirely commercial free. And that's it. I just ask you to... Ask you to obviously stick around, listen to the whole show. I will be playing at one point during the show, in the second half of the show, uh, the actual song, The Persecution of Schaefer Cox by Jordan Page. And on the YouTube version, you can see the video. So if you only listen to the uh, the old podcast on your podcatcher, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lions of Liberty. And check out the video as well. And this entire show is video. So if you want to see our beautiful faces... Be sure to do that. Let's get rolling into today's episode. 
My guests today on Felony Friday are Jordan Page and Angela Clemens. They are here today to discuss the Schaefer-Cox case and uh, also to promote Jordan's new song, which uh, is about the Schaefer-Cox case. It was just released. And if you guys remember, uh, longtime listeners of this show, or not even long time, even 10 episode long listeners of this show, remember back on episode 160 where I had on Jacob Schreffler and Brian Christie, and we walked through the details of this case. And we're going to be getting, probably doing a little deeper dive. Um, Angela is very closely involved with this case and can provide some unique insight, being the head of the Schaefer's Angels Foundation. And Jordan, of course, uh, very close to this case as well, a, uh, a strong advocate for Schaefer Cox with writing this song. So very interested in getting uh, the perspectives on this and helping to raise the alarm, helping to let people know um, really about this injustice. So I'll introduce you guys one at a time. First, Jordan, welcome to Felony Friday. Well, thanks for having us on, John. It's great to be here. Uh, last time I was on Lions of Liberty, it was with Mark. So it's really nice to to get to talk to you. And, and, you know, I talked to Mark a little bit about Schaefer uh, when I did my last interview because I was promoting another song for for Lavoie Finnicum, the rancher that was mm -hmm. killed by the feds three years ago. And yeah. And we, uh, we, we, we talked about that and then, and, and shape the, the Schaefer song and, and video were forthcoming. They were imminent. And, uh, and, and so I'm glad that we're back on with you to, to talk about it. Yeah. Your, um, story of how you came to Liberty, it, it was, it completely blew me away. And I, I got to say, man, when I hear your song, I, I hadn't listened to a lot of your work up, up until that point, but since that interview, I've really gotten into it. Uh, your song pendulum. It gives me goosebumps, man. That, that that song is that song's awesome. So I was I was very glad that that Mark had you on. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Also, want to introduce Angela to uh, Felony Friday. Welcome. Thank you. Maybe we could just start out with you guys giving a uh, sort of a brief overview of of your involvement in this case, and then we can um, go into the details of what actually happened here, what the injustice is, and. Maybe we start off with uh, Angela speaking to exactly how you're how you're involved. Well, um, I came to know of Schaefer almost three years ago and uh, have a big heart for him. It was a God thing and I just got involved and uh, eventually started Schaefer's Angels, a non 501c4 nonprofit to um, help raise awareness for political prisoners. And so that was three years ago. And so how long has, has Schaefer been in prison for now? He's been in prison for eight years. So, so would you like for me to tell more of his story right now? Um, well, let's, let's hold off on that for one minute. And I just want to get Jordan. So how did you get, what drew you into this case? Um, what, what spoke to you to, to get you involved? Well, John, last year uh, in June, I was performing at, an event uh, called the Red Pill Expo, and someone came up to me and handed me a book. I'll show you. Um, the Lost Lyrics of Schaefer Cox. You can get this book on Amazon. This is 60 songs written by a political prisoner while in a black site prison. And I had heard Schaefer's name, you know, a, a number of times in the past, but never, like, looked into it. You know, I... I, I, I sing about and write about and fight for so many different things that it's like one more, one more thing I just didn't have like the bandwidth for, but I knew his name. I know that's like a terrible thing to say, but I'm just being honest. And it, it, it just, it just didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And I read this book 
and it just had a profound impact on me. I, it broke my heart, you know, I, and, and I, I went and I read all about all I could about Schaefer. I went to his website, freeschafer.com, and I read about his case. I watched the documentaries. I familiarized myself. I, I went and contacted a friend who I knew knew Schaefer and was in communication with him, asked how I could get involved. She suggested I write a song for him, and I thought that was a great idea, and I could definitely do that. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. She introduced me to Angela and, and Schaefer's Angels, and, and Angela helped to, uh, to, to get the song produced and, and the music video produced. And here we are. And now I'm, I'm, you know, we're doing this marketing campaign together to raise awareness for Schaefer, for his case, for the injustice that was done to him and his family, and to talk about the recent, uh, the recent updates in his case that could, could potentially set him free. And it's all about getting the word out there and, and, and drumming up support um, for, for him and for his legal expenses, because those are considerable and that's what's going to get him out. And I, I mean, we're obviously going to come back to this song. We're going to play it during this episode. We'll play it in you know the audio version if you're listening on iTunes or whatever you listen to for the podcast. But also there, there'll be a video version, and we'll we'll plug in the um, the, the video uh, version of the song as well. So be sure to watch this on YouTube if you're listening on the podcast. You want to see the video? Come find us on YouTube. But before we do that, um, let's get for for people who haven't heard of Schaefer Cox or people who are listening out there like, what are these guys talking about? What is this injustice? Um, who, who is Schaefer Cox? Maybe Angela, if you could just give us an overview or, you know, get as detailed as, as you need to, to communicate the story. But, but what happened with the Schaefer Cox story? What, what happened with this case? How did he end up in a, in a black site prison? Well, um, Schaefer Cox is a political prisoner. He's being held in one of two black site prisons that we know about called Communication Management Units um, in Terre Haute, Indiana. It's um, basically a unit for human torture. He was targeted in Alaska uh, for speaking up against corruption, uh, child molesters, and drug trafficking. Um, He was naming names, and the more popular he got, um, the more he, he was a threat to the authorities. So that really got him on the radar to be targeted to um, kind of um, railroad him into a crime. Um, Schaefer Cox has never committed a crime in his entire life. Um, that's So they, they made one up. And like your sign says, no victim, no crime. They couldn't find a, a crime to charge him with. So, <laughs> so they uh, charged him with conspiracy, which means no crime was committed on his part. Um, for two years, the FBI sent in two separate informants. One of them is a known criminal um, that ran drugs for the Hells Angels. Um, during that two years, they were trying. Their goal was to entrap him um, to try to get him to agree to violence. Um, during that time, he never, not one time, agreed to violence. Even um, his life was threatened. His um, child's life was threatened. His family's life was threatened. And he still did not agree to violence. He, can, can you get in just real quickly while we're on that topic of the FBI agents? So what specifically, what types of threats were they making? What, what type of violent acts were they trying to get him to, to carry out? Yeah, they um, were trying to get him. So when, the, when um, the FBI filed a fake report, a false, a false accusation of child neglect on, their, on his child, um, the FBI informants would say, yeah, let's go storm, you know, storm the building and shoot, you know, go on a shooting spree. Um, so things like that. 
And he's like, no, no. And one of his famous quotes that Jordan put in the video is if they come for me, I'm not going to pull a a Rambo. I'm going to pull a Gandhi. And that's just a good example of he was about peace. He wanted peace. He wanted his family to live in peace. Um, At one point, the FBI informant, Bill Fulton, got so angry that he would not agree to violence that he pulled a throat on one of Schaefer's friends named Les Serby right in front of Schaefer and Schaefer's child. So, um, he, he pulled a, he pulled a, a knife, a knife on his throat, oh. he put a knife to, to his friend's uh. throat uh-huh. because he wanted to incite violence. And even at that point, <laughs> Schaefer still would not, uh, in pr- be provoked to violence. Okay. Um, so, uh, they eventually did bring him in on charges of conspiracy and solicitation. Those were the two, the two long charges. It was a state case, and the state of Alaska was able to uh, – Robert John was the attorney, really great attorney. He was able to play those tapes uh, for the judge and jury, and the case was thrown out because there, it was obvious there was no case. Mm-hmm. Well, while he was still in prison, the federal government – came in to try him in federal court, which they are complete, complete out, completely out of jurisdiction to try them. They have no jurisdiction to try most crimes, including conspiracy or solicitation. Um, but they do it anyway. And they couldn't find a judge willing to hear his case. So they brought one out of retirement who was hard of hearing. And that judge uh, ordered that the tapes that proved his, his innocence could not be played in federal court. So he was convicted to 26 years for a crime that never happened. Yeah. So the, the banning of exculpatory evidence, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, common in Schaefer's case. I mean, I remember the same thing, similar things happening in Ross Ulbricht's case. Right. Um, seems, seems to be a, a go-to for, uh, for the feds. And this is, is a bill, Bill Fulton. Is that the one agent's name? Yeah, that was one of the informants' name. Informants. Yeah, he, he wrote a book about this, right? He did. He did write a book. Uh-huh. And he's there's a current lawsuit um, for defamation of character because there are so many lies in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a pending lawsuit um, for defamation of character for Schaefer. So, so Jordan, when when you're learning about this case. And uh, you, you held up the book before that you read, you know, Schaefer's lyrics that he wrote. The, the lyrics of the song, are, are they Sha- are Schaefer's lyrics incorporated? Are they lyrics you wrote and, and were inspired by? Or how did that come together? Well, I, I started writing the song and I, I decided I wanted to, to look through the book again and, and see if there were any lyrics that would work. You know, because it's all it's all first person, and the song is a first person narrative. It's called "The Persecution of Schaefer Cox," mm-hmm. and in the end, I used about three lines from a couple different songs that he had written and incorporated them into the song, so that to, to honor him and also to make him a co-author, so that I could direct you know half of the proceeds of the song right to the foundation to to help with the legal expenses. So anytime someone downloads the song through iTunes or Amazon or Google play or CD baby or what have you half of that, half of that download price immediately goes to the foundation. So we're trying to really get 
you know, the song sales going because that, that, that's going to be an ongoing fundraiser. I'm also donating uh, a portion of my of my uh, proceeds from it as well. But it, but at, at least 50 percent is guaranteed to go right to the foundation. And I'm working directly with Angela on that. Um, and so. So, yeah. So there were there were several lines. One was, um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to change my fate. I think the next line was uh, I pray. I pray to God I'm not too late. Mm-hmm. And or, or 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 am I too late? I think, and I and I said, dear God, I'm not too late. I'm I'm driving a I'm driving a stake in the ground spiritually, saying that we're not too late and we're going to get them out. And and one of my favorite lines in the song is is was one of Schaefer's, which was, I was made for many things, for greater things. I was made for greater things, and dungeons have made many kings. I and I, I think that's such a great line and, and it just worked so beautifully in, in the last chorus, which is kind of a climactic moment. Um, and, you know, Schaefer's, I've been communicating with Schaefer over, over uh, very heavily monitored emails and through, through core links. And, uh, but, but I said, send the lyrics of course. And, and I, I went through uh, the song and just described to him in detail and words how the music goes, what the feeling is like, so just to give him some, some idea of, uh, of what it, what it sounded like. But then I was, I was very uh, excited to get a call from him for the first time about three weeks ago. And I was able to sing it for him over the phone with my guitar. And, wow. and it was a really beautiful moment because you got to remember like Schaefer's been in like some of the worst prisons in the world and where it's just brutality and violent and you have to be hard as nails to survive. And, and this, this is from a, this is from a Gandhi like person, right? Like mm-hmm. this, this man does not belong in a cage, but, but he has become kind of a hardened person um, having to go through this, you know, still keeping his, his, his soul intact, but to survive, he has to be, he has to be pretty tough to survive in there. So he says to me, that after I played it, he could hear my kids like playing in the background. And he says, um, you know, that he had lost his ability to cry like years ago and listening to that song while hearing my kids playing in the, in the background, in the distance, it, it made him, it reminded him that there is still a real world out there beyond the walls of the CMU and that, and that he felt like he could cry again after hearing that. So like, that's one of those moments, you know, one of those ultimate moments that you'll just never forget and it has a profound impact on you. And it, you know, it certainly wasn't lost on me and I'll, I'll never, I'll never let go of that moment. And it just kind of strengthened my resolve to, to make this work and, and to, to spread his name and, and, and tell it, tell the story of his case. You know, I mean, I have a, I, I have a, a platform myself that I can use to communicate message to the masses and that's what we're trying to do i mean ultimately john this is a this is an innocent man in in who was moved to to a black site prison number one during his during his first case it was moved to washington so that from alaska so that none of his witnesses could testify on his behalf talk about getting railroaded i mean he was railroaded every turn this was about shutting him down silencing his voice locking him in a cell and throwing away the key. They ended up sending him to this place in Terre Haute, Indiana, who, which has like a vast majority of the population there are Middle Eastern extremists. Mm-hmm. It's one of like five Christians at this place. There are murders taking place in this prison. There, that, that, that the prison is trying to cover up. There was, there someone, are, there was someone decapitated there just a, a few months ago, right? 
Right. And Schaefer, Schaefer witnessed that. He, he, and his, and he and his few allies in this unit were together praying with a Bible and singing hymns. And they were happened upon by a, by a superior force of, of other inmates who grabbed one of these guys, tied his hands behind his back and cut his head off with wire with a homemade garret. And right in front of Schaefer, they, then they grabbed another guy and they stabbed him 12 times and cut his throat. Miraculously, that guy survived. I don't know how. And then, the, then Schaefer and his buddies were able to, to stop it somehow. The guards went and hid in the room. They locked the door and waited for the SWAT team to mobilize, which took like 15 minutes. So, so just imagine yourself with your hands tied behind your back, getting your head cut off slowly over 15 minutes. Schaefer saw this with his own eyes. He said he was close enough to, to smell the blood. So this, and this prison was trying to suppress this information. And I'm sorry to burden your, your soul with, with that information and your, and your listeners, but it's like, this is the reality. This is one of our people. Like, if you believe in liberty, if you believe in the founding principles, if, you're, if, 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 you, believe, if you value your freedom at all, now, even, if, even if you're just a Christian, but you don't, you, you don't understand politics like this this is a man being these are men being persecuted for their faith you know and and because they refuse to you know convert to islam you know so this is a real thing happening on american soil it's being suppressed and we just happen to have a very famous prisoner who was witness to it and he, he leaked that information out of the prison and was punished for it by over like a month in their deepest darkest dungeon in solitary and pitch black he said he was down there so long he forgot what a human face looked like, you know, like if you're in pitch black for, 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 for an extended period of time, I mean, you can lose your mind. Like human yeah. beings are not, are not meant to be in those situations. They're not meant to be in cages and they're not certainly not meant to be in pitch black for extended periods of time. So this, this is an innocent guy who's being persecuted for his beliefs, for his faith, for a number of reasons, but, but mainly because he had the courage to speak out. And so our, our goal here is to, create the support that is needed to to fight the fight because the judge in Schaefer's case and, and this is this is a big part of why we're doing this campaign right now is that the judge in Schaefer's case one of the judges ordered that all that evidence that exculpatory evidence to be released and so wow. so so now that now that that evidence is like has been ordered to be released we want to actually get it released Angela can talk a little bit about what that process has been like so far. She, she knows more about that. Yeah, I, I want to do that. But, but before we do that, I want to, you know, and, and, and you were apologizing for sharing, you know, that, that, that visual of being in that prison and seeing something terrible like that. I, I don't think it's, I mean, that's something people need to hear. Just like you said, this, this, is, this is one of us. This could, this could happen to any, any of us. And, you know, I've watched old videos of Schaefer on YouTube as he's speaking in town halls and whatnot. This is a very gifted communicator, um, someone who did do and probably would have done great things politically and could have really, and still can, once, once he gets out, still can have a great impact. But before we get on to, uh, to talking about really the current status of the case and what the next steps are, I do want to play the song and play the video. So let's, let's do that right now. This is the persecution of Schaefer Cox by Jordan Page.
first time i heard that jordan you sent it to me probably a week ago or 10 days ago something like that and um it, it moved me knowing schaefer's story and as you just talked about the conditions he's living in right now it's it's unimaginable it's not something that any of us sitting outside here with our freedom living in supposedly one of the 
you know, freest countries in the history of mankind can even imagine, can even put ourselves into those shoes. I, I just want you to, to one more time before we move on and talk about the appeal process and what's going to happen going forward. Where can people buy the song and, and all those details? Sure. Well, the, the, the number one place we want to send people is to freeshafer.com because the video is there. It's embedded on the homepage and there's a link to purchase it through CD Baby, which is my distributor. We, we, like, the, the foundation will see the most, the most funds through that purchase link. But if people's preferred platforms are iTunes or Amazon or Google Play, it's there as well. I mean, any, it's, it's, on, it's basically on every major download digital distribution outlet there is. Um, so, it's, so it's widespread. You can also find it at my website, which is jordanpagemusic.com. And the video is there. there there's going to be, there's links there. So uh, it's, it's very easy to find now. And, uh, and, and the video is obviously on, on YouTube as well. And Angela, if you could share really what, what are the, the next steps in this case? I know, I know Schaefer has a, uh, a blog where he's able to sort of some of the letters that he writes are able to get out and uh, get communicated where people can read it on his blog. And I've, I've been reading recently um, some of the updates in the case, but w- what's, the, what's the next step? What's the next possibility for his appeal? Um, well, one, one of the next steps we're really hoping for is to find a filmmaker. So, you know, friends and friends of their friends, if anybody knows of someone who is willing to make a movie about Schaefer Cox, um, send them, send them our way, freeshafer.com. All the contact information is there. Um, like Jordan said, um, the judge did recently order that the exculpatory evidence, a lot of it be released. Um, there's over 500 pages and the FBI has released a little over 200. So they're really taking their time and dragging their feet. Um, but in August 2017, the one of the long charges was dropped uh, called solicitation. Um, and the, the panel of three judges decided that um, Mickey Mouse was not a threat. They're not in danger. And they literally used that term. They literally decided that um, since Mickey Mouse is a fictitious character, right. that he can't be harmed. So that's their reason for dropping solicitation. You know, so most normal people can say, how bizarre is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no kidding. Um, but there were no, there were no identifiable targets. So solicitation mm-hmm. was dropped and through this um, ordering, through the judge ordering this other evidence to be released, uh, we're hoping that conspiracy can also be dropped. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's kind of a long process. Um, and I, we don't really have a time limit on that. But either way it goes, whether conspiracy is dropped or not, he will be resentenced sometime this summer um, based on the dropped solicitation charge. So that's kind of where he is working on this case, uh, working on the FOIA case, um, Freedom of Information Act, really just trying to get the information that was withheld. And I like to tell people, even the prosecutors knew Schaefer Cox is innocent. That's why they hid the evidence, because they knew they could they would lose. And that's why they're resisting now, because it's forcing the truth out. And one of one thing Schaefer's always said, when the truth gets out, so will I. So, mm-hmm. It's a, such a broken system. I mean, it, not really probably the audience listening to this or, or you guys, obviously, but so many people in the United States think that the criminal justice system, if someone's innocent, then the facts will get out and, you know, everything will be set, laid out in court and they'll be set free. 
that's I mean, that's never the case. As soon as the prosecutors um, have the the path that they want to take forward, as long as they as soon as they see what they think happened, they don't care about truth. They don't give a shit about any truth or any any facts that are out there. They're going to push. They're going to do whatever they have to do to get that conviction. And it's just a it's, it's it's disgusting. I mean, I see it every week. I talk about cases like that on this show. Well, um, even uh, one thing Steve Scrocky, the prosecutor, said at the trial, um, in quotes, is that because Schaefer Cox believes God's law is above man's man's law, he is beyond re- rehabilitation and deserves a longer sentence. So that was a pretty yeah. <laughs> that was so a because pretty, he's a Christian, pretty much. Is it? Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, he said, a uh, belief in man's law above God's law. And with that, with a um, belief in a religion, um, is beyond rehabilitation. Unbelievable. Yeah. You said he's going to be resentenced coming up here this summer. Is there any chance that his sentence gets reduced there? Is there any optimism for that? Well, we're hoping for a miracle. I'm hoping I'm hoping that the conspiracy charge gets dropped before that and he goes to get resentenced. They would have no reason, no reason at all to keep him. So it's really hard to to know exactly or project what what they would do or if the sentence would be less. Um, there's just no way to really know. Hopefully it would, but you know, with, with the song being released, with uh, the funds from the song going towards uh, Schaefer's, Schaefer's uh, defense, are, are there any other funds, any other ways that, you know, but buying the song is great. I think everyone should do that, obviously. But are there other means, other mechanisms for people to contribute? Absolutely. Yeah. People can go right to Schaefer's, Schaefer's website, the freeshafer.com and join the email list and get regular updates and they can donate directly to the defense fund from there. So that is absolutely something that we're encouraging people to do, not just by the song. Yeah, this, the song, uh, you know, provided it, if it goes viral, like we're hoping that it will, um, that will generate a lot of funds for the, for the legal defense. But we are encouraging people to go and donate larger amounts than, you know, a dollar, 25 or whatever the song's being sold for. Um, but to donate larger amounts right to the defense fund, which you can do on the website. There's also a change.org petition to have him released that's on the site as well. Okay. And I'll embed that both all of that on the show notes page as well. So but before I let you guys go, if you just want to give any, uh, any closing words or, or anything else you want to uh, you talk about that we, that we missed here. Well, I'd like to encourage people. I'm, um, you know, Schaefer's case is, is so diverse. It's, it's beyond political beliefs. It's beyond religion beliefs. It doesn't matter what religion you are or what political belief it's it's a humans it's an international human rights issue. He's in a um, a prison that is black site. It's got all kinds of torture methods, and not not even subtle, just outright torture methods. The guys in there are being starved to death. They have scurvy. Schaefer has scurvy, and they um, some of the guys have beriberi. Um, those are malnutrition, starvation diseases. Um, Schaefer's been in situations where they've done extreme temperature deviations where the floor is so hot, he can't even touch it with his feet. And then they would, uh, they'll deviate it to, to freezing cold and even the water in the toilet freezes. Um, and then they have done sleep deprivation where they wake them up every 30 minutes nonstop um, for days at a time. 
Uh, he's in, while he's in the CMU, he can't touch his mother or any visitors. Um, so when his mom visits, he can't even hug his mother. And that alone is human torture. So I would just encourage people, you can read all about the CMUs on the website and you can just Google it and search about it. But it's, it's uh, modeled after Chinese thought reform and it's, um, the international human rights issue. It's very, it's terrible. Yeah, if that's not cruel and unusual punishment, I, d- I don't know what is. It's, that's torture. It's also out of the oversight of, of the U.S. Congress. It's not congressionally approved. How, do, how, does, how is that possible? I, I mean, how, how do they get away with that? Because, because people don't, they don't pay attention because people are generally asleep and, and, and don't know. And I've been one of those people, so I, I know that that's true. You know, there was a time in my life where I could have cared less what was going on. I thought that people that were protesting things just had nothing better to do. <laughs> you know, I was I was that in the dark until I until I woke up and realized what was really happening. And, you know, being a person of moral character, I decided to you know, take a stand. And that pendulum song that you mentioned uh, earlier was uh, was the first song that I wrote to that to that effect. And it, you know, sent me on that path. So everybody has their moment where they realize that they can't just sit still and be silent. You know, they can't hide. You know, I have, a, I have another song where I said, you know, I say, you know, ignorance won't save you from the fight because <laughs> the fight's coming, the fight's coming to you. You know, like, like you, you can ignore the state for as long as you want until they won't let you ignore it anymore because they're not going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, Shaper is, is a prime example of someone who has been completely railroaded, framed, and, and, and the prison system was essentially weaponized against him. And they, they've, they've traumatized his family on a number of occasions. I mean, the, the deeper you get into this case and, and, and what actually went down, the more horrific it is. And Schaefer is a good man, a virtuous man, a righteous man, and needs to be set free. So the more public support, I mean, why we're doing this, John, is to get public support. There's very few forces on earth that are as powerful as public opinion. And the more people know about Schaefer and his case, the more people are going to demand that he be set free, you know, faster. So it just, it, it needs to happen. He must be free. And that's why we're here. Well, I want to thank thank you both for for everything you're doing. And if there's anything else that that I can do or we can do, Alliance of Liberty, um, to to help to to raise awareness for Schaefer's case, please just just let us know. You just share the video and share the website freeshafer.com and share the video and just get help us get the story out, buddy. Which you're doing right now. We appreciate it. All right, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Jordan Page and Angela Clemens. This case, this Schaefer Cox case, if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't get you just straight up fired up and angry about uh, what's happened to this to this young man, or I guess he's an older man now. He's been in prison, I think, for eight years. Crazy, in a black site prison, he's being treated like this country treats terrorists. He's being treated like he's in Guantanamo Bay. Um, but he's in the middle of the United States of America. It's truly insane. And if the American people knew that this happened and knew that this was the case, um, there would be an uprising, I really do believe. If they knew that this could happen to an American citizen, there would be an uprising. But America can know. And they can know if we make this song go viral. Culture influences so much. Culture is so important. And that's why I love what Jordan Page does with his songs. And the lyrics for this song, 
the the beat. Every, I love every aspect of this song. It really um, it really strikes a chord, and especially when Jordan's telling that story about being on the phone with Schaefer in jail, playing this song. Um, it's just it, you know it makes it makes my eyes well up with tears just thinking about that raw emotion, um, thinking of of that of that picture. Um, you know, I just really want to reinstate again. There were no ads on this episode. I'm not going to talk about joining the Lions of Liberty Pride or anything like that at all. Just please go to the show notes page, lionsofliberty.com slash FF167. There'll be a link there that will take, take you to buy the song. There'll be links there to learn about this case. Please do that. Please share this episode. Please share these, this song. Please share the, the video as well. Let's, you know, let's make a dent. Let's change the world. Let's free Schaefer Cox. Guys, come on. Step up to the plate. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.